Hello everyone, beautiful princesses of Hashem. Welcome to Spiritual Vita with Debbie Rice. Um, today's topic is prayer and meditation. And we will be focusing more on the prayer aspect. Um, if you listen to the second episode I made on Hisbodadut, I mentioned that Hisbodadut has to go in hand with prayer. Of course, I started off with only Hisbodadut and I added prayer later on. Um, but today I'm going to talk a little bit about the benefits that praying from Sidur has brought into my life, how it has positively impacted my life. And I'm going to be reading some parts from Reaching New Heights Through Prayer and Meditation by Miriam Yerushalmi. I have my little blue post-its in my book, and I'm going to read things that I felt were most relatable to tonight's topic regarding specifically on the reason why it's so important to pray aside for the fact that you know as children of Hashem you know someone that gives us so much God gives us so much and it would be only fitting to pray and praise his name and you know sanctify his holy name and think of him and connect to him in gratitude, just in gratitude of all the things that he gives us and does for us. But nevertheless, in addition to that, in addition to enhancing our relationship with him, prayer has immense merit and blessing over our lives. So, we're going to start off by here, chapter 2. The therapeutic power of prayer and meditation. Now I'm going to be quoting. The Alter Rebbe said, The primary method to refine and purify our emotions is through the spiritual work of prayer. The time of prayer is ideal for every person to ascend to a higher spiritual level. And that is from the Tanya. So if you're interested, you can always Google what the Tanya was, what Rabbi, who Rabbi Alter Rebbe was, the very holy, beautiful teachings. And a lot of Miriam's teachings are based on that. And Miriam also brings in a lot from Kabbalah. Um... Another benefit of this is that all deviant and self-destructive behavior patterns begin in our mind. Undesirable thoughts of apathy, fear, and despair ferment over a period of time. And if left untamed, they can leave you with your defenses down when faced with, with temptation. Daily mindfulness, especially when focused on a sacred text, or prayer service has the effect of gently taming the imagination, reducing its volatility to safe levels. I have seen this 
from my ex own experience of incorporating praying from a Sidor. I have seen this happen in my life where um, I have felt more, you know, empathy for others because of it. I have, I do feel more mindful when throughout my day when I do daven from a Sidor. Okay, first we're going to go through all the little posted notes of the highlights of the reasons of how beneficial prayer is. And then we're going to go into my personal notes. You can reach greater heights, not only for your own sake, but for your marriage and your children. So many people are frustrated tired of the battles within and tired of the lack of real progress. Determination to solve your problems is not enough. To change your temperament and outlook and the answer to getting real lasting results in these areas is from meditation. Then you will be able to say, Yagati umasati, umastati, I have toiled and I have arrived. Our main life's mission, says the Alter Rebbe, the reason why our souls come to this earth is to fix and heal our emotions from Lakute Torah. So it's not only meditation of what you think, like basic, you know, conventional meditation. It's also referring to here of meditating on the sacred prayers and texts that you find in a Sidur, reading them and saying them with full intention and concentration we're going over going on here the Rebbe Rashab said there are so many who suffer incapacities mental and emotional disorders caused by overabundance of light and a lack of vessels very high souls have a blessing in disguise they have too much light they need a greater vessel to contain that light if the light is not contained properly, the imagination runs too quickly and the person is flooded with too much emotion for them to handle. This could easily lead to clinical levels of anxiety or depression. The ultimate solution would be to enlarge the vessel. Wow, so, so many people, so many people are struggling with that anxiety and depression. Speaking from experience i could say that i am someone who struggled with anxiety and depression very severely years ago before i started to do this routine of prayer and he spotted daily so i am a testimony of these teachings um and it goes on to say in some instances tranquilizers and antidepressants aim to reduce the flow of the water so that the glass can handle it. But that flow is really a blessing. It is your soul, your imagination, God's gift to you. So to live your best life, you need to enlarge your vessel. And the best way to do that, in my clinical experience, is through focused meditation and prayer. This is the most powerful way to mental health. In my practice as a healing practitioner, I can vouch that whenever the client was willing to do the meditative work, they found great relief. I have witnessed many major transformations and or a complete cure that came from meditative prayer. 
So you stand before God. You affirm. You reaffirm his power in the universe. You become more centered and less fragmented. This is so something that I so relate to now that I look back and I'm rereading this book. Saying that you're more centered and less fragmented. I really felt before I started to pray for Masidur. Also, in addition to the Hishbodudut. I really felt like more whole, more in one place as opposed to like all over the place like before you know what i'm saying like if anyone has ever felt that way like especially when you're so busy and you have to do so many things and you feel all over the place but when i pumped up my day with the prayer first and got into the routine and made it a habit that i felt more like at ease with everything else and i'll get into all of that at the end the sages of the Talmud taught, one who asks mercy for his fellow while he himself is in need of the same thing will be answered first. That is from Baba, Baba Kama. <clears throat> Another way we gain from prayer is through the process of self-reflection. The Hebrew word lahis palel, to pray, is derived from the root palel, meaning to judge, plal, P-L-L. Lehis palel is conjugated in the reflexive, suggesting that you judge yourself while engaging in your prayers. Prayer is a brief pause from your constant focus outwards on achievements and goals, looking inwards to see what needs fixing inside. As you ask to be blessed with money and health, you can take the time to ask yourself, am I worthy of that blessing? Have I made an effort to be a better person recently? Have I offended someone this week? Does my moral compass need recalibrating? The Rebbe Bayatz said, the sages refer to prayer as a takana, an enactment, but takana can also mean repair, as with a broken glass vessel, which can be melted down and reconstituted. To pray is to refine, and elevate your animal soul by making the godly soul's latent faculties manifest. Now, every time that, you know, we say that phrase animal soul, where um, obviously Miriam is referring to anything that has to do with the physical being. You know, anything that has to do with being a human being, or physicality, like you know, um, eating, sleeping, lust, love, all those kinds of things. Of course, there is no guarantee that even after praying, you will not succumb to any temptations after closing your prayer book. Rabbi Zalman writes that during prayer, you might cause the animal soul to be dormant, but after prayer, the animal soul can reawaken. This message is soothing and validating, if you are not profoundly affected by your prayers, that's okay. It's normal. But that doesn't mean you should give up hope on transforming yourself through prayer. There will be a cumulative effect. Eventually, you will see results. As I have, Baruch Hashem. Very baby steps. Very, very baby steps. And very, very um, much being comfortable and 
knowing, knowing that you have to be patient with the process. As you judge yourself during prayer, do not overindulge in thoughts of weakness and failure. You are in a process of growth. Your temporary failings may just be the trigger that will propel you to greater heights and bring to light your essential connection to Hashem. If you find that you are too harsh on yourself and you are having too many negative thoughts, then simply leave it for another time. Perhaps leave these probing thoughts for late at night before you go to sleep so that they do not disturb your day. <clears throat> A few more notes. A few more post-its here and then we're going to go to the next segment. <clears throat> the sages refer to the time of prayer as a time of battle. See Lukute Torah Tete beginning and also see Zohar. Sorry, I have a post-it that's stuck here. 240b. It is nothing less than an outright war against your Yetzirah. And Yetzirah is your evil inclination. Know your enemy. It is poised and ready to distract you from your inner work. Its greatest weapon is despair. And so long as you are able to bounce back after temporary lapses of concentration, you will succeed. The more you immerse your body and its energy in prayer, the more your animalistic side will be engaged and refined. The Alter Rebbe in Lukute Torah teaches us that a person's soul is revealed through letters of thought and speech. Your Chachma, Bina, and Da'at, your mind, is connected with the Chachma, Bina, and Da'as of Hashem. Let's go to the very last post-it. The last part that I wanted, that I highlighted here is, when you step on the ladder of prayer, attempting to lift your consciousness heavenward, it's good to begin with a sense of submission. Closeness to God will be achieved by shedding of the ego. Obviously, there is no magic switch to remove the ego, but at least try to summon a submissive mood or general posture. This is what the sages meant when they taught only with a sense of earnestness may one begin to pray. From Mishnah Brachot, referring to the quality of submission and humility. And I just added in my own words that knowing that before you go into any type of form of prayer, whether that's your Hispodedut or prayer from the Sidur, go into it with the idea of surrender. You're coming into this and you're surrendering everything and letting it all go and putting it in Hashem's hands. You're turning everything over and knowing that He, Hashem, your Father in Heaven, is the one in charge of everything. All we can do is our hishtalos, is our effort. 
And if you have faith and you surrender and you let it go and you bring it over to, and you know, bring it over, let it go in prayer and take it to him in prayer, you can rest, feel rest assured that you did your part and the rest is in God's hands and just surrender, let it go and be at peace with yourself. I'm just going to read some of my notes here. What I wanted to share from my own personal experience of benefits and positive impacts from davening. And I'm talking about the personal prayer of his bodhidut and from a siddur together. So as someone who had a history and battle, so to say, really, with anxiety. It started out with panic attacks, then anxiety attacks, and depression, like full-on depression. Um, and all these years of putting in my effort, Baruch Hashem, trusting Miriam, and trusting Hashem, and doing my Hispodadut, and davening from a Sidur, Baruch Hashem, it all paid off, because every day that I did a Hispodadut, and I davened, I got better, and better, and better. Baruch Hashem, to the point where, really, hardly ever get the way I used to get ever, like, to that intensity from many, many years ago, because it's been years now that I'm practicing this routine, and Baruch Hashem, um, peace of mind, like she said, davening keeps you more whole and less fragmented, you know, when you daven, from, when you pray from a siddur, and you do hear he's supposed to do, you have inner calm, and you have less reduced mental and emotional exhaustion and drainage with yourself, but also with others. Meaning, where someone or some person would make you feel, oh, I can't, this person is like draining me, this person is driving me insane. I'm mentally and emotionally like exhausted. You don't feel that as much because you have strength. You have renewed, you have rejuvenation and strength and and this deep, beautiful connection that you have with God that prevents that and that makes it better. Not perfect and not where nobody's ever going to affect you in a negative way, but or nobody is going to want to. But the difference is, is that you're, you're more equipped to handle frustrating, stressful situations because you already connected yourself the right way and received the strength that you needed. You have more clarity, I wrote here, especially when making decisions you know, when you're modest and when you're 
when you're sanua and you're praying and you're learning, those are so important for women. And Hashem gives you a siyata deshmaya, a divine providence. And it gives, brings clarity. Of course, when you're modest, you daven, you have, you're working on yourself, your midot, all those three connected brings you clarity. And of course, when you're more, have more peace of mind, you can also have more, more you're more clear when you're more, when you have shalom within yourself, when you have menucha tanafesh. And that way you have more shalom with others. And lastly, I wrote that it really helps with battling, like Miriam said, and I'm reiterating from my own experiences, battling and winning, being victorious over your evil inclination. Where anything, we all, all have, whether someone sees it or not, whether someone hears of it or knows of it or sees it, regardless of what you think, every single one of us has an evil inclination or multiple evil inclinations. And we all struggle with something. We all have our own sicknesses, all of us. Someone might be addicted to alcohol, food, drugs, sex, you know, shopping, whatever it is, pornography, everybody has gambling, everybody has their own tikkun, everyone has something that they struggle with or multiple things that they struggle with that they came here to fix and work on. And without the proper prayer, daily prayer routine, it will be basically impossible to work on this and to overcome it. Because in order to combat this, whatever sickness that Yetzirah person has, you need prayer in conjunction with prayer is God's own holy strength and protection that he will give over to you. Such good will come out of this prayer that will help you one day at a time, baby steps. It will give you the strength to be victorious over your evil inclination. And notice how I said proper prayer, meaning... We're not opening the C-door and we're going to pretend like we made a timer on our phone for, I don't know, 30 minutes. And when the timer is off, we're done. No, it's not like that. That is not proper tefillah with concentration and, and intent and love and sincerity, sincerity for God. It's knowing that this is going to take however long it's going to take for you to finish praying and talking to Hashem with dignity and grace without feeling, without rushing it, without putting anything else before this. This has to be the number one priority of your day. And like I mentioned in the second episode, it has to be number one. 
just like you wake up and you brush your teeth and use the restroom, it's such a necessity. So too, this is also a necessity. This is going to set the tone of your day. And like Miriam mentioned, it gives us more understanding. Actually, I didn't read that part, but she did write in the beginning that praying adds to our understanding. We have Bina, Ibone, it builds up on our understanding. So we are more capable of understanding and realizing things. And we have more wisdom then. So try, try your best. If you're brand new to praying, if you can't read the prayers in Hebrew, then it's okay to say it in your own language. If you can get a Siddur that has it in your own language. If you read only in English, you could read it in English. Try your best to find a prayer book that you're most comfortable with. And you start off small. You know, saying that someone is doing an hour and a half, two hours a day, it's going to overwhelm people. Nobody starts that way. Everyone starts baby steps. So if you don't say Moda'ani when you wake up, so you're going to start with saying Moda'ani and then maybe the next day or the next two days you can add, you know, Berchasatora and then maybe you can add Brachos and then maybe you could add Adonalam, etc., etc., and Bezrat Hashem, you're going to see how you're going to have such amazing positive impacts and benefits from it and how you're going to feel much more calmer and more peace of mind within yourself that you yourself are going to want to keep going and adding. So Bezrat Hashem, we should all pray with our hearts and our souls with the right con- intent and concentration to Hashem. And may Hashem answer all our tefillot bezrat Hashem. So again, I read from Reaching New Heights through Prayer and Meditation and by Miriam Yerushalmi. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can message me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook is Debbie Lev. Thank you all. Shavuot Tov. Bye-bye.